Welcome to Rich Conversations. We are joined by NASA's Kat Kennedy. She's always been a wonderful guest. This is her fourth time on the podcast. Welcome back. Thanks. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Always great to, to talk to you, have you on. And uh, we were going to take a little different route today, <laughs> but our, our route is getting diverted uh, through some circumstances and situations and stories. Um, Originally, what Kat and I were going to do was discuss Jurassic World Dominion, uh, the new Jurassic Park movie that came out that concludes the series. And so I, Kat saw it before I did. And then I saw it uh, last week. And so on Monday, I, uh, so on Monday, it was like, <laughs> It was later at night. I was, I was at Lincoln Station, uh, the bar I work at, restaurant, and a coworker of mine. It was her last shift, so I wanted to be there and and be with her for that and everything. So I was there for a little bit, and there's a movie theater that is like a 20 minute walk away. It's a beautiful Monday evening in Chicago. It's like 85, 90 degrees. So I'm gonna walk, of course, and. Um, the show was at 10.35. So I left in time to then walk over and then be there on time. And I'm about three blocks away from the movie theater. It's like 10.30. And I'm walking down the street, Webster, and we're at Magnolia, Lakewood, around there. And an SUV pulls up at the stop sign. Doors fly open. Three guys rush out with guns right at me and ask me for all my things. And so my first, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I said, I can't do that. And so then it was this exchange between us. Did you get physical? Did it, like, did so, you like? So, so they have three guns. So each of them are holding a gun. So it's three right at me. Is it like a, oh, okay, what kind of, is it like a handgun or is it like a, like It's a not rifle? a handgun. It's like, there's this clip and then like, it looks like, like it's, it's not a long one. It's like a short one. <laughs> it's what you see in like movies show, like, when they're like guns blazing. I don't, I don't know my guns okay. very well. No, well, yeah, I was going to say, just like how nerdy are we? They, like, is it a long one? Like, I don't. It's, it's like, like, uh, they look like handheld automatics. Okay. 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 So each of them, and I'm staring, there's a blue dot on each of them. So I'm, I'm looking at all these dots and they're asking for all my stuff. And I'm saying, I can't, I can't do that. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, this is, this is what I'm really thinking about over the past. This happened Monday night. It's now we're recording this on Wednesday. You said that, no. Oh my I was God. Fucked up, isn't it? I said yeah. no. <laughs> what the fuck? Just give, like, oh, okay, oh my god. You guys are going to learn a lot about me in this episode. <laughs> okay, okay um, keep going, keep going. So the reason, okay, so three guys are pointing the guns at me. They're telling me, shut the fuck up, give me all your stuff. Uh, and I'm saying, I can't do that, I can't do that. So I have, in my... So I, okay, so then 
So we're saying, I'm saying, I can't do that. I can't do that, whatever. So then they take, one of them takes the gun, hits me on the back of the head. And then the other one takes a gun and then hits me in the forehead. And this is why, I, I don't know if you guys can see, I got a black eye. My forehead right here is pretty big. And then I got, I got three staples put in. I don't know if you can see it. I think I'm going to buzz my hair so you can see it. But, uh, okay, oh, so I got, this, I got this wound in the back of my head. And uh, then my, my front. And so I'm, I'm still saying, after, after that, I give them my backpack. And then they're asking for my other stuff. And then so I keep my wallet in my front left pocket. I give them it. And then, then they're asking for my phone. Now, so I have an iPhone 13 mini. And at the time while this was happening, I was recording uh, a voice memo, an audio recording. Okay. So like I while record, you were walking? Yeah. Okay, okay. So I have this cord that's sticking out, right? Mm -hmm. So they know that I have the phone and everything. And uh, so then I give them the phone. And then they're asking for the passcode for the phone. I said, I can't do that. And then so they're threatening to shoot me. This whole time they're threatening to shoot me, but they're three black teenagers and they look scared. So I don't think okay. they're going to shoot me. They've had opportunities to shoot me, but they didn't. So then Was they want any, the passcode. Is, is this like a small street? Like, is there anybody that's like walking it's, by? It's a, it's a bigger residential street. It's, it's a residential street. It's like, it's a neighborhoody kind of street. Okay. Okay. So it's Webster, I would say it's a little darker secluded. There's lights, but it's not uh, particularly active. Okay. It's not like a total side street where there's like nothing going on. Okay. Like uh, there's usually in the, in the city of Chicago, it's like every quarter mile and half mile, there are main streets. Mm-hmm. And then side streets in between. This was one of the like uh, quarter mile ones that is it's like a main, more main okay. street, let's say. Um, so then they threatened to, to shoot at my feet if I didn't give them the passcode. And I re still refused to give the passcode. And they didn't shoot at my feet. So I actually thought. So that's like, I never thought of like an exit strategy in a way during this okay. time. And I thought about this, this is like, a, this is weird. I go. thought about this interview I watched with Harry Styles and Howard Stern and Harry Styles got, 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 uh, uh, someone came up to him with a knife and they okay. asked for his phone and all that. And he said, he just ran. So then I just ran and I'm like, they could shoot at me while I turn my back yeah. and run. But they didn't. And then so they got in the car, they got away and they were like riding the same way as where I was running. So then I turned back and I noticed. Uh, so I was wearing this hat at the time. Mm -hmm. It's my Yankee hat. <laughs> I know you're a Red Sox fan. I hate the Yankees. <laughs> so my hat was on the ground. It got knocked off and they they hit me on the head with the gun. And that's why I think the, the wound wasn't as large as it could have been because there's a slight layer of material protection and yeah. um so i picked up the hat and then i started running the opposite you way you picked up the hat oh my yeah. god I'm, I'm wearing it right now I, oh yes i know but like you wish that okay all right 
Keep going. That's that's probably how you know they were Chicago. It's because they didn't dare pick up the Yankee hat. Okay, okay so then I'm going. running. So then okay. I'm running, and then I come to the intersection, Belden Racine, or not Belden Racine, Webster and Racine, and I'm just like I'm trying to hail down cars, and there's there's a car that comes. It's like a uh, not a big SUV, like a smaller one. Okay. And there's a woman in the driver's seat and the passenger seat. I, I try to wave them down. They turned. And then so I saw another like car lights up ahead. So I waved him down. And after the, the first car passed me, I was like, I should have said I need help. So in this next one, I'm waving uh, just a guy driver. And I go, I need I need help. So then uh, I tell him what happened. We get in the car and I just need a ride to uh the the restaurant where i work at and then i can just like problem solve and get this figured out was it a taxi so then, or was it just someone it was a random no it was, it was just like a stranger okay, okay so then so now on the way he tells me that he he knew someone that this happened to them a week ago so oh. so we get there and then now it's just like so i'm around co-workers and okay, then, so you're, you're at the restaurant you're at the yeah Okay. So, okay. So everything was taken from me, my backpack. So in the backpack, I had a MacBook Pro, an iPad. Uh, ah. I had, so my iPhone 13 mini, and then I also had an iPhone 7 and an iPhone 8 because I- Recording stuff. Yeah, all my recording stuff. And then I also had a brown, uh, like weekly planner, daily planner. Okay. Then I had a blue notebook. This okay, so this blue notebook is the reason why I did. I said I can't do that. It's like all my ideas and notes from the last like year, and it's almost full. I'm ready to retire it, and now, like oh. now I'm thinking I should have negotiated for no. I I honestly didn't care about any of the electronics. Yeah. A week ago, uh, so this goes into. Okay, so now we're figuring things out. My first, so now this is like problem solving mode. And my first instinct is to figure out with Apple how to like block everything Mm -hmm. or erase it or whatever I got to do. Yeah. Second thing was cancel like bank and like credit cards, stuff like that. And then while we're doing this, people are saying you should call the police. And I said, yeah, like, I said, though, honestly, like, that's my lowest priority right now. I need to get this other stuff taken care of. Um, to me, my biggest concern is like. Was like data and my iCloud, because I have like. I have like so much stuff going on there. So that was like the most important thing to me. And. So I've had experiences in the past. So my phone, mm-hmm. when I was in Paris in 2020, got pickpocketed. You told me. About okay. So then I had a problem solved with that. But mm-hmm. that was just my phone. And I had my iPad on me. So I went to a cafe, got on Wi-Fi, and then like did what I needed to do. Um, and then I also had my MacBook back at the hostel that I was at. So it was just a phone. And like it didn't really matter. Um, back in 2017... My same MacBook Pro that got stolen on Monday mm-hmm. is 
got stolen earlier in 2017. So this is is why I was reluctant to contact the police because just in my experience, like, I don't know what everybody else has. And Mm -hmm. this is just when I needed help, when something of mine went missing, there was like in an ineptitude that I was dealing with. And for when my MacBook was stolen, so this happened Memorial Day weekend, 2017. Um, so I get back, I used to just keep my, my laptop just like right out of my desk when I wasn't home. Mm-hmm. So we, I lived in this area where we had like a shared backyard and there was this teenager oh. who had a party. And then one of the people at the party broke into my apartment and then just like took it. And, you know, I would contact the police and they really, I mean, they said it's basically gone. And so I had to like figure out and do all the detective work. And luckily I was friends with like the little kids that like played in the backyard mm-hmm. and they, they told me some stuff. Oh, And so <laughs> I like went on Facebook and I figured out all these things. Mm-hmm. And then I figured out who the person was that had it. I told Damn. the police, okay. they sure enough went over there. They got the computer mm-hmm. and then and then uh, it was wiped. And then I went to the, the police station in mm-hmm. Wrigleyville and I picked up that same computer in an evidence bag. So I got mm-hmm. it back. And then in court, instead of pressing charges, I it was like a 19 year old kid, uh, a white kid. And I was just like. This is so stupid. Like they, yeah. they recommended doing, you could, so they gave me like two options, either ruin this kid's life and press charges or make him do like 80 hours of community service and give a formal apology, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I said, can we make it a hundred hours of community service? And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll approach him, see what we can do. So then, then he apologized to me. He like, couldn't even look me in the eye when he shook me shook my hand but that was just like, like so then we finally contacted the police and they sh- they show up you know not urgently mm-hmm. and then so we're, we're telling them what happened and stuff and again this is just my experience but like they seem more interested in paperwork than like people and like figuring this this out we have you know, we're using like find my iPhone to like locate this. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, this is the information that we have. This is the data. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're going through, they're writing, physically writing all this stuff down. It seems like there's like a, why can't technology and intelligence be implemented more in these, these cases and stuff? I don't understand that. Um, so we have the location. They asked me mm-hmm. if, we, you know, if I want to accompany them and go on it. And I was like, yeah. And then I thought about it for a second. And I was like, actually, I would prefer <laughs> not to. Because yeah. I Are you like bleeding guns. still? Yeah, I'm bleeding in the back <laughs> of my head. Okay. So I, I, saw, I saw their guns and their guns. And then I look at the police officer's guns. Yeah. They got bigger guns. I'm not... I'm no, not doing that. You don't want to go on a drive by, like, mm-mm. Uh, good night. I'm out. 
so anyways okay so then after that happens uh dave rothman who's been on this podcast i think he was like actually one of the last episodes 242 mm-hmm. he went to the hospital with me to check if i everybody's telling me i should go to the hospital and uh to check if I have a concussion. It's like, fine. So we're in the emergency room. Let me, let me figure out where to go with the story. So to sum up the story, because there's, there's other points I want to hit here. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're in the emergency room. We're in there for like, from 1.30 to like 6.30 okay. in the morning. Um, did a scan. There's no, there's no like internal bleeding and there's no fractures. Okay. So you were there till 630 and let me, let me say to your viewers, um, I get a message at four o'clock in the morning. that's like, we should reschedule. Like something came up. Meanwhile, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't care. It's at 4am, but like in the middle of you, like getting stitches, you're like, podcast (laughs) must let her know (laughs) to be fair you have endless time in the emergency room this is like another thing i want to talk about (laughs) these emergency rooms let's hope you don't actually have an emergency um anyways so they tell me so then i got three staples in the back of my head that hurt that freaking hurt Uh, I can't. I can't believe this happened to you, Rich. And has happened to you, like not like the jump, but like you like lost or like your MacBook has gone missing. Your phone is. What are What are you putting See, out wait, there? Okay. <laughs> so to conclude this story in a way, so then, uh, so then I went to Dave's apartment on Holstead. He lives. Mm-hmm. He lives in Boys Town. We walked there. I slept on a mattress for four hours. And then went back to my apartment. So my keys were in my bag. So then I talked to the um, like the building manager, and she like she was she she hadn't met anybody that experienced this. But all this this kind of thing is happening, and it's on okay. the local news a lot. Okay, like but the she, same group, or like in general. What, so teenagers are either using stolen vehicles or whatever, they're coming to like wealthier areas and they're picking off like solo walkers. Oh, And damn. taking all okay. their all their stuff. And then in the hospital, um, the first person who I did intake with, he said they've had the same incident every day he's worked so far this week. And then talking to the other doctor, he's saying, yeah, this has been happening all week. So this mm-hmm. is something that's, it's not an isolated incident for myself. It has mm-hmm. happened, it happened before me. It probably happened, you know, uh, Tuesday. It'll probably happen again tonight and it will continue to happen. I asked the doctor, like, what, what, so what does the city do about it? He said, nothing, nothing. So nothing's happened. Um, and then since then, yesterday it was, it was like really tiring. And so I think I had asked you to, to record at six. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm-mm. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so that's why that's why I'm on my phone right now. A new phone. I so I got a new phone. I want um, you know, bartending. I have a lot of I have cash on me, so I was able to just like pay cash with this one. This other one, like more storage. Um, the two fifty six gigabyte. They needed a, a credit card, but all mine got stolen, so it didn't have that. And I couldn't pay cash on it. And it would take days to get here. And I was like, I got a report with Kat. So I need this phone. <laughs> like the lowest? Okay, okay. I no, understand. No, I can, I no, 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 I'm kidding. But I can problem solve. And I have like backups. So like, as far as, if you ask any, anybody has a phone nearby you mm-hmm. and most likely a computer. Let me go back to when this first happened. And now I'm at the restaurant and I'm with other people. So this, this event happened, this experience mm-hmm. happened. You don't want it to happen. And it's, it's pretty extreme. And the thing I think about is, and I said this to Dave in the way you like, I felt loved in a way. We're like, like a stranger took me to where I need to go. Okay. 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 Everybody around me was so helpful and caring and empathetic. Um, and Dave, Dave was with me the entire time in the hospital. And like he didn't have to. Yeah. But what what he was saying, <clears> so like the reason Dave and I are, are so close is we're very similar. We're kind of psychotic in a way. He's probably more psychotic. <laughs> like he's like, don't worry, I like I sleep two hours a night. Like I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm like I'm like working, I have terrible sleep. It's like it's not a big deal, whatever. So he's yeah. taking like, uh, while I'm in the hospital, he's just taking like smoke breaks outside. <laughs> he's like, yeah, they, the best. yeah, they need a bar in the hospital. I don't understand why they don't have that. You know, a lot of people are going through emotions. A bar would be kind of nice. But, that would be sick. <laughs> uh, but he was with me. And like, the main thing was, I didn't want to be alone. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to be alone. And Dave and I have like the greatest conversations. Uh, you get a, a, like a sample of it, a taste of it when he's on the podcast. But like, we talk about so much stuff, you know, like, and this is, this was a great opportunity because here he's stuck with me and he has to answer all the questions that I have. <laughs> and I kind of take captive. advantage of it. Uh, and so we talk about life, we talk about society, we talk about so many things. I open up with him, like, of, like, all the people I know, I probably open up to him the most. And we were in, we probably saw, like, 10 different people. We were just getting shuffled around to rooms and waiting rooms, things like that. And when we were waiting for the, for the staples, I was like, you know what I keep thinking about? Three people came at me with guns. 
and asked for everything I had. And I said, no. Wait, what the fuck? What? You got some like balls, dude. Like I. That is stupid. Yeah. Well, you could like, I don't even know where you like. I don't even know. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, it's kind of like haunting me now. Like, what? But in a way, I mean, obviously, it makes a great story because you're still here. But like, I do love that you said that you felt loved. Like, to be able to turn it on its head like that is like yeah. super important. But okay, so like, how how do you feel now? Do you do you have a sense of like urgency? You know, or like yeah. I had a near death experience, like, like, where are you now? Are you still a little traumatized to go out? Like, yeah, I'm still processing it. Like, so it's happened Monday. So yesterday, it was good that we didn't record. I was exhausted because I got like four hours of sleep and then I'm still like figuring out all this stuff. Um didn't really eat it was hot it was like 95 degrees i go to t-mobile and to get anything done i need id i obviously don't have my driver's license so i walk back which is like i don't know maybe three quarters of a mile back to my apartment to get my passport i renewed my passport this summer so um, oh very nice very nice so i went back and then just getting keys and then getting a new phone and then going to the bank um and then I went back to the spot the, the like find my my iPhone. It shows like where it is and it's like still there, I think, or somewhere. So I went back to check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if because I didn't give a passcode, it's useless. I wonder. I don't know. I don't know how I that don't all know. works. Me neither. Um, I slept. So my main thought was like, so then I left. Before I went to the hospital, I left my hat at the restaurant. So I went back mm-hmm. and got it yesterday. And <laughs> well, now it's your lucky hat. Now you like it's like, you know. Yeah, potentially. And yeah. um so the reason why I wear a Yankees hat, I used to play for the Raven Yankees when I was in Pony League back oh, in the day. Okay. Really good. We won a lot. It's also it's really also good. Like, all, right, all right. So I bought I bought this hat at MoMA. Oh, okay, okay. It. So it's kind uh, of like Museum a fake. Modern art. Kind of like a fake Yankees hat. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you got it at a museum. I don't know. No. I got it at Go MoMA. Ahead. I got it in New York at MoMA. It's like, you know, it's the most iconic hat in the world. So I, anyways, anyways, I, I went back for it. I got it. Um, and then I, sl- I was like, you need to rest. Like my brain, like cognitively, it's just like it's it's not going to be working as like efficiently. So I rested. I slept from like seven fifteen p.m. to like ten o five this morning, and then uh, then I went and played basketball. What I do when I play basketball, what I find is that like like highly effective people they all have like a physical activity that they really just love and enjoy doing. And it lets their mind wander or it clears their mind. And mine has always been just like shooting hoops. 
like mm-hmm. being on a basketball court and just shooting by myself. It's how I'm able to like process and problem solve and all that. Um, and I got back today and then uh, ate breakfast and then now I'm talking to you. But so while I'm, so while, okay, so while we get to the restaurant and we're problem solving, everything of mine is gone. I tell my coworker, Hope, I'm like, do you have a computer? She lives upstairs. She's like, yeah. I'm like, I need it right now. So then she went upstairs, she got it. And then so I start doing stuff. But like, it was a PC and not a MacBook. So I had this like learning curve of trying to figure <laughs> stuff out. Why, why are you doing this the night of? I can't even imagine, I can't. So I'm like, I'm like, so then another coworker of mine, Gabby, she went on the computer and then I like led her through all this stuff. And so while all this is happening, the adrenaline is crazy. Yeah. It was thrilling. <laughs> and so we're like problem solving, you know, doing all the Apple stuff and the credit cards. And you're like trying to remember all the passwords to everything. Mm-hmm. But I was, so then I, I like wrote things down. Um, so like I said before, like the, the, the blue notebook was the biggest disappointment. That was like, that was why I said I can't do that. But, uh, you know, in the heat of a moment, this thing la- lasted probably 30 seconds, maybe. Right. Yeah. This whole interaction. They want, they just want electronics and get out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't want me talking. They, I mean, they in fact told me to shut up multiple times. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I wanted, I wanted that freaking notebook. Um, so the interface of using a PC instead of an iOS was uh, rough, not great. But so this is, I, I was pretty proud because. This whole summer, if people have been listening to the podcast, I've been really working on my systems and processes, mm-hmm. systems and processes and being organized. I think that's like the, the difference in like being great and just like being very good. So I've been really focusing on this stuff and, you know, we have stuff on the podcast, but I have like hundreds possibly over a thousand audio recordings that are all just like private and everything Mm -hmm. and then now i'm getting into video and doing video and like syncing them together and like like uploading them to all these places Mm -hmm. i had like everything backed up for like maybe like saturday i want to say or like friday damn these are a lot of freaking files. It takes a lot of time and like yeah. energy. So really I only missed out on like a few, few things, mm-hmm. including like um, I had an ideation session the night before mm-hmm. that I didn't back up. And so this is what did I, what did I write here. Systems and processes preparation. We passed for the most part, but we could get better. Um, 
my pa- password process needs to be better. It was basically like a test mm-hmm. of what I've been working on this summer. I passed, not with the highest grade, but like I passed. You passed. Yeah. And now it's like, this is what's really bizarre to me. It's like things I think happen. So I have to be very aware of what I'm thinking. So, yeah. So, uh, so right before I left on that, that night, the blue notebook, I had it in my hands, deciding whether or not to put it in my backpack. And I thought, man, I really got to back this up. So now, besides my, like, files, mm-hmm. I have to back up all my physical things, too. Like, take photos of them and then upload them. Like, do that. Mm-hmm. I have... I should... I'll show you this real quick. Hold on. Go. So like I have this morning routine I do and mm-hmm. so then I, I journal. And so these are my journals in the last like two years. Mm-hmm. This is from like April, 2020. So it's like going back and taking photos of each page and uploading them in like an organized way. And that's what I need to do next. Cause like oh physical God. stuff can be taken. So it's like backing up all these things. Yeah. That's what I'm really focused on. Um, and like the electronics part. So my MacBook Pro, I took into the Apple store a week before to mm-hmm. wipe it clean and start all over. Okay. Cause it's like 10 years old. And yeah. uh, the guy, so I, the guy I was with, he was like, he was looking at the like statistics charts and like usage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, bro, you're asking way too much on this computer. <laughs> like yeah i know but i just need to hold on just please please oh no i did the same thing i had a 2014 and i took it in like two years ago i think and they were like yeah we can like rewire whatever we need to for like a cheap price but then in like like six months from now you're gonna have to buy a new one anyway because it's just it's vintage i was like oh Oh. my god yeah so i understand (laughs) So like overall, and then like Dave was asking about this in, so like I was saying about like things happening that I think. I basically, things like this happen because I, I kind of, I live my life. And so like walking mm-hmm. at 10.30 at night, like I've walked by myself hundreds maybe thousands of times you know this happened and i was thinking too how like everybody i don't know if you know this about me but i've lived homeless in chicago for four months and i've so i voluntarily lived homeless in chicago for four months back in 2011 oh you lived okay 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 so i lived in i think i knew that so that's that's what my first book was about but like I've lived in homeless shelters. I've been on like in rough neighborhoods before. So like, I'm not worried about walking around 
you know, Lakeview or Wrigleyville or Lincoln Park or Uptown and anywhere really. Um, mm-hmm. And then, then like this happens. And I mean, I was telling Hope before this. So I played basketball um, the afternoon on Monday. And there's, there's these two teenagers on the basketball court that I was like sharing the hoop with. And they were both wearing uh, AirPods. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I was like, how do you guys like those? Yeah, they're really good and everything. I was like, how's the microphone? So now what I want to do instead of, I'm trying to figure out ways where I don't have to do as much editing. Because with videos, like solo ones, you can do the camera, but then I'll have a separate audio. Mm-hmm. But if it's like linked and if it's like a distance, that would help out a lot. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it looks cool, too, when you're playing. <laughs> like, I used to play bat, or I used to go to the gym at the YMCA in Lakeview. And uh, I remember it was one day, there was this pickup game going on with all teenagers. All of them were playing basketball with their AirPods in their ears. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, so then, so then, like, I got this idea of, like, that can solve one of my problems. So then I was talking mm-hmm. to Hope uh, before I left. I was saying, yeah, I'm thinking about AirPods. And I told her about the time my phone got stolen in France. I, I said, I think it's a liability. I think it's, I think it's dangerous to have a cord. Because by the time I was untangling it, someone just jacked my phone out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And people can see you. People can see your cords. Yeah, and that you're plugged in. And this, I feel like if yeah. you're wearing a hat, like you can't tell I'm like not listening to the outside world, yeah. you know? Like I'm not, I feel like I'm less susceptible because it looks like I'm still like paying attention. If that makes sense? That, that's like yeah. way out in the world. Like, but. Okay, so this is the craziest thing. Like, it's hard to explain. I have numerous like recordings and video. Just last Thursday, I did a video, which is a private video on this. Like, I'm so bored with life right now. Like, I've been so bored. <laughs> it's been like a day and a half, Rich. No, 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 not now. What I'm saying, okay, so life, I feel. I don't know. Like I've been, so I had a near death experience back in 2018. It's been four years. And that's what can kind of catalyze me to like make improvements every single day. And by taking small steps, I think they'll add up and I would just pursue my curiosity in everything and just constantly improving. And like, just like the compound, the compounding of like self-improvement is just like, quantum level abilities now mm-hmm. where I can get something done in a day that would would have taken me like six months to a year. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm able to, and the processes that I go through with my mind, I'm, I'm like really precise in the things that I do. So I don't waste a lot of time. It doesn't take me much time to do anything. And it's like, so I can, I can get things done with like not a lot of time, but then I have all this excess time and just feeling so bored 
with like with it and the things I had been doing typically like they just don't interest me as much anymore interesting and I don't feel inspired at all and and then this happens and then like all this adrenaline and Dave uh we were talking in the waiting room and he's like is it like that experience with the four years ago with the tractor accident so with that one i was uh, i go back and help on the, the farm every year in wisconsin and there's this time i'm on the tractor and i hear this loud pop so i i i shift to neutral because i see a tree line up ahead by the time i look up there's flames already by the cat and my stomach just drops and you have that like fight or flight mentality and it's like you know i just got it i have to jump that uh, I open the cab door. There's flames already by the cab. So I know I'm going to get burned. I just jump. And then I, I wake up on the ground. And then like, I don't know, 10 to 30 seconds later, the glass of the cab just like melts. And it's like this turquoise hue. Oh my God. And then I called my dad because he was on a tractor in the field uh, next to me and told him, the tractor's on fire. And he's like, oh, there's a fire extinguisher in the back. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just jumped it's on fire so then he he's like okay i'll call the fire department and um so then once that happened i like paced around in the field for like just like what's going on um but we got it taken care of and this has a lot of parallels to that as far as um life it's like, okay, so everything is stolen from me. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like starting completely over. And like life now is different. And I'm, I'm not going to be the same person as I was before. And like, it's like, life is new again. Yeah. Do you think it's a, in a positive way or no? some way it's definitely in a positive way okay like I, I was telling Dave before this like days before this I just feel like the last four years I've done all I could do and it's just kind of boring and then like it feels like now the training wheels are off like it's like now okay. what are you gonna do with all this knowledge and stuff like mm -hmm. it's more about now like individually putting in all this time and improving, but like, it's not, it's like lonely if you don't like share that with other people or work together more to like do stuff in like an organized way. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what this kind of feels like, I would say. Like I'm very, uh, I, I mean, it's tough to tell right now because I'm processing. And the adrenaline, the adrenaline during any experience like this is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. If you've ever experienced, you know what I'm talking about, but like, 
whoa. And you feel like you can do anything. (laughs) And that's what I'm probably going to do. It's like whatever I want to do. Yeah. There's literally nothing stopping you except your mind. Mm -hmm. And now my mind is more like, I think a big part was, I've been thinking a lot about this, is how I I don't open up to people. And so like no one really knows who I am in a way, which is, it is what it is. But I think a lot of it has to do with, I don't know, culture where growing up in the Midwest as guys, we just like never really talked about feelings. And Mm -hmm. like, I'll go back, I'll hang out with my friend and, you know, he'd get a few beers in him and then he'll like ask me, did your dad ever tell you he loved you? Like stuff like that. And it's, it has become clear to me that not opening up myself more to other people in the world, I'm missing out on opportunities and I'm, I'm like hitting a ceiling or a wall. So it's been like contemplating that and try to get better that way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't share a lot with anybody or, you know, and so I've been thinking a lot about that and then I don't ask for help ever really, but here when I needed help and I asked for help, I got, it. you know, people, yeah, people are good. That's what I like to say at the end of the day, you know, and like with Dave, we were having this conversation at the hospital. And I think it's so interesting how everybody's different and everybody, uh, they all have different things to give, mm-hmm. whether it's skills, whether it's, it's financially, whether it's just being by somebody and having that presence. Like there's so many ways to give. It's important to figure out yourself and like how how you can best give to people you know Mm -hmm. um yeah so i'm I'm still processing it Uh, like i can i can i can handle this but it's like this is happening on a regular basis it's going to happen tonight it's going to happen tomorrow night this is happening in the city and this is what i've noticed since covid is like the city is becoming a little bit more dangerous. And um, and I, this, it's not going to go away. I think we're living in a really wonky time right now where mm-hmm. we're probably going to hit a recession just because like so many things are off and trying to find themselves. Yeah. That like the information revolution is now like COVID really like triggered it. And there's just all these dominoes that are happening. Um, One of my biggest questions was like, I wrote this down. Is like, we should really ask why this has happened. Like it isn't good that young men in our communities are doing this, right? And it, it goes to 
the question I'm trying to solve most and that I'm like dedicating my life to figuring this out is like, how do we create empowered, strong communities digitally and physically in the 21st century? There's mm-hmm. so many things, the internet, and just so many things are in flux right now. And I feel like as society, we're just not doing a good job of handling it. We could do better. So that's why I talk to physicists and biologists and engineers and people that work at NASA and artists. It's like, how can we use our minds in nonlinear ways to create solutions for problems? By thinking linear, nothing gets done. So we have to like always be learning and asking these questions. You know what? When the, uh, so I get emails from where, the individuals are trying to spend the money like on the credit cards tried eight different times to buy xbox points damn video games that's wild yeah yeah interesting all right yeah i got eight emails from was it a big number? Was it like a like they're trying to buy no, like two dollars? Like, no, it was like twenty four ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, four ninety nine, four ninety nine, nine ninety nine, like those numbers. Interesting. That's that's kind of wild to me. But I mean, to if do something that have... to do something that extreme for just Xbox stuff. I mean, there must be really desperate you know i mean to like go i mean and you said that they were scared so maybe it was like there's a bigger issue of like are people telling them to do this you know like we're all scared i'm i'm scared yeah you know or i mean or no one wants to shoot anybody especially when you're like a teen that's a yeah I mean, maybe it was like a peer pressure and that's why they look scared because it's like, hey. Or, yeah, you know? pain related or I don't know. Something. That's but uh, this, But this goes to like a larger, something I view cities as are big ecosystems. Cities mirror nature and biology quite a bit where mm-hmm. if one part of the body is suffering, the rest suffers. So if you look at a city, there are areas in the city that are suffering. So as a whole, this whole city is going to suffer from this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what, like how, how can we be better? How can we help each other more? Those are the questions that I'm curious about, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it, I mean, like, I like you, what you said. It's like that the city is a small, like, ecosystem. It's like a microcosm, you know, of humanity. It <laughs> or, is. Uh, um, and, I mean, I think it just, it starts small, you know? I mean, it has to, right? Small acts. Yeah. So, like, but... I'm a huge, one of my heroes is Jane Jacobs. Have you ever heard of okay. her? No, I have not. <laughs> so she was this urban activist in the 1960s in Greenwich Village, okay. New York. Okay, 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 yes. So, like, her whole thing is to know what a neighborhood wants, you got to talk to people. 
You got to like, everything is, everything is impacting the overall neighborhood and community between the sidewalks, the cracks in the sidewalks, the signs, the like, the way things are laid out. There's like a, mm -hmm. a lot of times decisions are made from like top down telling neighborhoods what they should do or, but as communities, you have to work together and figure out who you are, what you want, and then stand strong that way mm -hmm. um, from like the ground up grassroots, you know, it's like, that's how you build strong communities. It's by like interacting with people, talking to people. Um, yeah. And so like, I train my mind where like everything matters and every interaction I have with other people matters. So it's like, there's all this interconnectedness. Um, there's like, Dave and I were just talking in the weight room and it's like, we could do so much better in like everything. And yeah. it feels like there's always this complacency with everything and like, no accountability. And we're looking around the waiting room and it is hideous. It is ugly. Like, why aren't these rooms designed better? Like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Just these brown walls. The only thing that's on these walls is all the paperwork with liability and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Can you put just like a, a painting or a photo yeah. in one of these rooms? And like, some flowers. Uh, no, there were no plants in the whole room. And just but it then was you get so into poorly like, designed. Yeah. Then you get into like toxicity. It's like if a kid eats one of the leaves, and then it's just like a whole other thing. More liability posters, you know. And so I'm, I'm sure they're like as plain as possible. So there's not even like not more of a chance for people to like hurt themselves. I don't I don't know. But I understand where you're coming from. It's like. It's like, know. okay, if we live in. Now I'm starting to go on some tangents, but like <laughs> if we live, if we live in, in the richest country in the world, why are our systems and processes so inefficient with hospitals and uh, mm -hmm. government and police? And yeah. That's it seems like people, you know how much paperwork, like, it seems like it's all just pushing around paperwork. I mean, and maybe you had to have this experience so that you can, like, go out and change it and, like, start the change, you know? Maybe that was, like, your, that's, like, your call, <laughs> you know? I don't mean to, to be, like, funny or anything, but I'm being serious, like. Yeah, I know. Like, well, I've been trying to figure out what, like, the next steps are. Because like I said, like training wheels are off. So it's like, like the boredom is like suffering. It's not fun. And the boredom too is it comes from not opening up. I've, I've felt more alone in the last eight months than ever. And loneliness kills people. Loneliness yeah. kills people. And it was a good experience to like, see 
that I'm loved. Um, and maybe, maybe love is just something we need more in the world, perhaps. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, that was another thing that you needed to see. It's like that you needed, you needed to see that you do have like a support center, you know, or like a support system. Um, that's huge. But when I think about love, it's not about like words. And I think that's where like society is getting all confused now. Like I see it in actions. And Mm -hmm. when we talk about, like when my friend, he'll ask me like, does your dad ever tell you he loved you? I say, yes. And I didn't really like it. I like, why do you got to tell me? You've shown me this entire time you've been alive. Mm -hmm. Words to me, like love just saying it, it like dilutes it and the actions that people take and the behaviors. Words are like, words are so, words don't mean anything. Yeah. So when people say like, you know, wear a shirt that says love and stuff, it's like, but what are your actions? What do you do on a daily basis? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So acts of love. But then again, words help too. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, they just reinforce it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, like, I don't know. I think about, I think about those kids. They're probably going to keep doing it until they get caught. But I think this goes to a bigger thing too, is that's, these electronics, that's what people want. That's what people can flip very easily. Mm-hmm. So organize your life in a way where the chance that an interaction like this happens, you have no problem just giving electronics over. They're replaceable. I got a new one within a day. Mm-hmm. It's not worth anybody's lives, but that's where the world is headed more. It's like everybody's online. Everybody wants screens. It's in high demand. So pay like be aware of your surroundings and don't be like me. Electronics, <laughs> just give it up. Just say, just say, go ahead. Just say, go ahead. But oh it's, my it's god! It's the notebooks. It's the note. But now I know how I can get better. And now with this experience, I can, I can improve and get better. And I've taken notes on what I can do and, um, you know, moving forward, life is different now. I don't know. I do notice myself, like I I was walking around going to the basketball court and I certainly noticed when like cars would pull up closer to me, I'm Mm -hmm. Got a little nervous. Yeah. So yeah. there's gonna be there's gonna be a, a stretch of time here where you know I'm gonna be yeah jumpy. But um, do you ever think about if the guns were loaded? I don't know. But they didn't shoot. And I realized that, like I saw they were scared and they had plenty of opportunities to shoot. Yeah. Including shooting at my feet. And once 
once they especially didn't shoot at my feet, that's when I ran. I don't know. Stuff like this is happening. And it's going to continue to happen. Um, people just got to be more aware. For sure. Because that's what's valuable. It's like easy. It's, it's quick money to just go up to like a wealthy neighborhood. Just like take valuables from people and just flip them and turn them around. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, but I, I'm more interested with this event and like, how do we, how do we create a better city overall where people don't have to do this and they don't feel they have to do this or don't have to want things that bad, like video games or material possessions yeah. where they have to take actions like this and um, hopefully like serve as better role models for people and guide them in positive directions. Something I, we're kind of cl closing up here. We've been, <laughs> we've been on for a little while. Hopefully I have enough battery in this. This is, uh, I don't know. Um, something I'm curious about though, is like probably why, I don't know if the teenagers lived in these neighborhoods Mm -hmm. I'm doubting it, but like if neighborhoods had more money as far as I see on the red line ads for for-profit universities promoting diplomas in things like business, business administration, criminal justice, and they're targeted at lower income individuals. Mm -hmm. Yet when I talk to, you know, Sarah Amoiki in Lagos, Nigeria, all the youth in Nigeria are learning coding and tech skills. Why in America aren't we teaching coding and tech skills in low-income areas where they pay very well and they're in very high demand? Like, why are we not connecting the dots here? Yeah, that's a, um, that's a really good question. Like, don't, don't you know. think if more of these communities develop these skills, they could be self-empowered and For basically sure. like strengthen their community if there's no other ways of generating income and revenue in their own communities that they have to go to other communities and steal yeah. from other people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess like from my experience teaching, it was like I was in a very low income community and I was teaching math so it was like of STEM and it was just like how can I teach these kids who are coming from homes that have like dirt floors and who are like they're just struggling to get like food on the table so it's like they don't care about the quadratic formula you know what I mean so I think it's it's like the balance between like okay, we need to teach kids that like STEM and education is really important and they need to have a drive for it. But at the same time, you know, they're worried about other stuff. And so, yeah. and maybe in other countries it's different, 
Um, and so they're like, they see the path of like, okay, if I pay attention and I learn to code, then I'll be able to get a job and feed my family. And I feel like here, maybe it's just, it's harder to see. And that's why so, uh, like, there's no. So drive. it's really coming down to like family in a way. I think so. Yeah. Stronger, um, stronger families. Yeah. And asking the question, what creates strong families? it's hard it's like generational like yeah because it's not isolated like that's what i that's what really bothers me about like society right now is like there's all these like surface level discussions no one's actually willing to go deeper and understand it like this this incident right here there's so many reasons why this happened Mm mm-hmm but all we're looking at is that it happened, you know, like. For sure. Yeah. There's like a my, million, yeah. like, it's like, it stems. And then it's just like, it's a snowball effect of like, once you start thinking about it and then it's just like, well, this is because of this is because of this is because of this. <laughs> like, it's just like, okay, well, how do we fix that root cause? And it's like, it's difficult. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why I think it's important for people to be open to just listening to others' perspectives. The more we collaborate, the 21st century, I believe, is all about collaboration. And and just like working together. And we have the ability to do this. We're doing this right now. You're in Houston, mm-hmm. I'm in Chicago. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm running out of steam here. I am. Uh, <laughs> You need to go take a nap. I can't believe you're standing on two feet right now. Uh, I got some good rest last night. Yeah, but I I would be asleep for like a week after that. I, you're like solid. I'm glad that you're stapled up. I can't believe that happened to you. I'm so sorry, but I'm glad that you're looking at it from the perspective that you are. Silver lining. <laughs> um, yeah, just keep doing that because. Yeah, my well, like when the tractor accident happened, I got on the tractor the next day, a different tractor, but I got a tractor the next day. You got to, yeah. you guess, got to keep moving forward. I wasn't gonna. I told Dave, I'm like, I don't want to postpone this with Cat. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I'll be ready to go. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm working tonight at the restaurant. Like. I don't know. You just got to keep going and like, I'm processing it, but this isn't like a, the thing, the way I'm looking at it too, is this isn't all about me. This is a pattern that's happening in the city. And I'm just like one of the statistics or incidents, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So that's, I'm just moving forward. So good for you, dude. Yeah. That's, props to you because I feel like a lot of people most the most of the population would be like in shambles right now so you look good see but I've been working on I work on this stuff you know yeah I know but still like yeah but it's different that's a having a near-death experience and like you're like yeah I slept I'm good like that's amazing and you should be proud of yourself for that seriously like that's a lot but I've learned too if someone, if three people come at you with guns, 
Don't say no. Hand <laughs> stuff over. I mean, was it a bad lesson though? Because you said no and you're still here. So yeah, make sure you back up all your stuff. That's <laughs> I, I want to say this too. Digital file organization is going to be so important in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm I care so much about it is because like I sometimes you don't know how to do stuff on your iPhone or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like I'm missing photos from 2013 to 2017 that are just gone. You just lose yep. them. So if you're not intentional about how to do this, you're going to lose so many memories and, and important notes or journals. Formulate a practice of organizing this stuff so that you always have it backed up. And then when you're, uh, if you're ever confronted with something like this, you don't have any problems handing stuff over. The only reason I said no was because I hadn't backed up my my physical notebooks, mm-hmm. you know, and just be prepared, be organized, and develop those systems and processes. There we go. Systems and processes with Rich 101. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need to write a book. But um, yeah, I mean, hey, that's a wake-up call for me too because I get lazy about backing stuff up. So, I mean, I, I back up most yeah. of my pictures, but I just have thousands that I'm, I just get lazy. So, yeah, yeah. It's a good lesson. Complacency. Watch out for hey, it. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm next fine. time, next time, uh, I don't know. I still kind of want to do that episode on Jurassic World. Okay. I mean, I'm down. All right. Just let me know. See you like next week. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I should. I'm like mixed home and at work next week. So, okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, this has been another episode of Rich Conversations. <laughs> Thank you again, Kat. Thank you for helping me process this because I, I really haven't taken the time to do uh, do it kind of officially. Just talk mm-hmm. to someone more about it. Dave and I, Dave and I, I love Dave for the record. <laughs> He's such a phenomenal person. And we're like talking in the waiting room. This was so nice because I always love, I just pick his brain all the time. Mm-hmm. And he, he's always reading, he's always writing. He's a historian. And I was like, yeah, I was watching this video on YouTube about the greatest emperors of all time. And they had uh, Ramses the second, it's number one. And then, so you saw me and we were talking about like Augustus Caesar. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. we're just like waiting. Those While you're bleeding out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, but, you uh, need to write that, this like, I'm sure you won't forget it because, you know, traumatizing, but um, you need to like write down the specific detail like that. That is hilarious. Like you need to keep these like Kat, details written down. See, what you don't understand and what people don't understand is I'm already head. We've recorded <laughs> all of it. Did so, you do like, it in we the emergency out, room? Yeah. So we, like, he was, so, so when this is happening, I told people around, I'm like, you bring up your voice memos, record. So we recorded, we, we have a number of recordings and then in the waiting room, while Dave and I, oh, see, this is a, the new phone. I get all these pop-ups to do stuff. It's like, oh. set this up. You know, you can do this. You know, you can do that. And it's like, <laughs> shut up. I'm having a conversation right now. Stop popping up. Uh, no, in the waiting room, uh, we, we recorded a few things. 
but then his battery is at 2%. And then I sent a text message uh, to a family member of mine. And then I also mm -hmm. messaged you <laughs> just to get those in. If we had, if we kept doing the voice memos, then he would run out of battery. So, so there were two moments and probably the most important conversations in the waiting room for the staples. Cause mm -hmm. I had to first wait for someone to come in and clear it out. And they use this like iodine and they like freeze it or like oh. a little sticky. I, they asked me what my, if I ever, the last time I got a tetanus shot was. And then they looked back at my records and it was exactly 10 years ago to the day. No way. So they also gave me a tetanus <laughs> shot. Maybe the thing is up. Let's see. Okay. No. They got me in the arm. And, uh, I, I've been bad with needles. I'm always afraid of needles. Okay. And so I asked them how bad the shot was going to be. And they were like, getting tetanus will be worse. And I'm like, okay. So then I got, I got so, they, so they poked me. And then I was like, do they improve needles over the last few years? Like, I just, oh my God. I feel like I can handle them better than before. Or am Maybe I just getting better at getting needles? Yeah. And then they laugh and they're like, I think that the needles are the same. I think you're just a little better. And then your brain it? goes and you're like, I need to research needles now. Maybe your skin just got The, in the innovation know. with needles. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, who is someone that, like, a medical salesman that you could ask about needles? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Here's a band-aid for proof. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's really high. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I, start Kat, wearing sunscreen. <laughs> I put it on every day now. That's really what I hated about Miami. When I was in Miami, I don't know. We can talk about this later. I'll let you go. Okay. And we'll talk Jurassic World and dinosaurs next time. Yeah. Well, All right. glad you're good. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Thanks for coming on, Kat. Uh, have a fantastic day. You too.